the sun comes out tomorrow. You can bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. Unless you live in Manchester. Welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Fence Ashes podcast. My name is Ben Pollyanna. And joining me as always, my two esteemed guests, Ryan O'Connell, how are you? It's rain and ashes. Once again, it's rain and ashes. (laughs) And... Oh, Steve, I don't know if you want to follow up on that. <laughs> no, no, I, I have no musical number to, but, but lots and lots of laughter. The un- Just end, endless amusement at, at how we've retained the ashes. The only reason I know that song is from that bit in Like Mike where he's interviewing new parents and those, like... What <laughs> <laughs> a reference. It's quite the reference. And, well, there's another part where he goes, How tall are you, so... <laughs> <laughs> Got it. No, we're getting off topic. Um, gentlemen, I would say, you know, how did you enjoy the last few days of watching every single weather forecast and Bureau of Meteorology and one? I have, I, I have never been so invested in the AccuWeather radar <laughs> over Manchester or anywhere else for that matter. So for three days, I was refreshing that, uh, like I was trying to get Taylor Swift concert tickets. I was. <laughs> I could not stop watching that radar. It was great. Uh, you know that scene in Back to the Future 2 where, where Biff's got the almanac and he knows all the sporting events for the next 20 years? I wish I could go back. If I could go back two weeks and make some money out of the amount of hits that Manchester forecast would get hit in search engine optimization, search engine marketing, I'd be fucking rich ads because whole of Australia was suddenly very <laughs> interested in what the faint <laughs> forecast was at Old Trafford. <laughs> They've never hit that, that much traffic. I, I don't know if either of you have been to Manchester before, but I, I wouldn't call it the uh, the tropical pinnacle of of world cricket. So I, no, I was I very to... confident there'd be at least a day of rain. Well, they until believe it or not, Sydney holds the record for most washed out days of Test cricket twenty five. I do believe it. And Manchester was second yeah, at twenty four. But Manchester was second at twenty four, and now they're tied at twenty five. How oh, good. See, the English still can't even win that either. <laughs> the thing is, oh, when Sydney good. gets washed out, we just win the series 4-0. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't oh. hear anyone whinging then, though. No, this is the thing that's absolutely driven me nuts, is like 10 years ago, we, we, we have a washed-out test when the, when the series was very much alive, and Australia was, well, they had England at 3 for 33 or whatever, whatever, whatever it was. Okay, so we lost the next test anyway and lost the series 3-0, but I don't recall any English players then talking about the spirit of cricket or, you know, you hate to see the series ending ending like this. Has anyone actually evoked the spirit about the rain? I, I've seen a lot of, like, it's disappointing, but I don't think I've, I've seen anyone go, well, like, look at the, the MCC bylaws here, and they, they say... <laughs> Well, there's there's been people talking about having a suddenly there's been a lot more chatter about having a, a, an extra day in case of weather or you know people start talking about timeless tests. So you know and and as Joe Root sort of started talking about, well we we have sunlight here until you know eight nine ten p.m. So why can't we play until the overs are bowled? So the, weird how we didn't hear about this until now though. Well, I agree that the laws around like the cricket laws around time and weather are very archaic but it suited australia so too bad so sad well but also yeah. like these are the conditions that you signed up for right like it's not like you can't 
you can't suddenly go, well, it doesn't, it doesn't suit us. Just and this is the thing that's probably got me is that <laughs> the rules seem to only apply when it's against well, England. All, like, all, yeah, all, all I'd say is, you know, I wouldn't invent a game that can't be played in the rain and then live in the rainiest part of the world. But that's just me. <laughs> Built different. <laughs> I mean, just still Smithy's point, I think it was a tweet or some message that he may have sent us. This whole series has just been one instant after another of England just grasping at something, at, at looking for any excuse for why they lost. And, you know, it's the rain now. It's like it's, they, they're kind of running short on how many excuses they can have for them just not winning. It's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. And, but, and it's not just those excuses, but it's things that they had previously done themselves. Yeah. It's the hypocrisy that's actually really getting, I think, to a... It, it, it makes just such a mockery of them. Like, I, I get all the stuff about they've, they've played more positive cricket than they ever have before, and this is the first draw, I think, they've ever had in the, in the Basball era. Yeah. So I, I get all that, but by the same token, don't be down 2-0. Like, you can't complain about the weather affecting a test when you've already lost the first two. Yeah, but they're up 4-0. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> that's right. On, in, in the moral... In the moral ashes, they're up 4-0. What, what, what would go in the, the urn of the moral ashes? What would they burn to put in there? Probably Alex Carey, I'd assume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking a nice photo album or... You know, like, Piece of sandpaper? All the, all the good times we had together. Yes. <laughs> No, no, sandpaper for us and maybe some, some chewing lolly for them. Yeah, yeah that's right. Some, some a Murray nuts. Mint. Yeah, yeah. A Murray Mint. Do you, you want to ask a question, Coggy, or just going to sit cricket here? There or... was? No, I was going to say, do you want to talk about the actual cricket <laughs> that was being played? All, all two and a half days of it, three days of it, whatever it was. Um, what did you think about Australia's decision to not pick a frontline spinner? Uh, I didn't love it, to be honest. Um, I, I think you should always go in with a spinner um, for different reasons. I think they change the, the, the tempo of the game. You know, they don't always have to take a wicket. They can just, you know, make batsmen bat differently and things like that. Um, but the, I guess the issue was, as we saw in the end of that third test, is if you don't have a spinner that you're going to have confidence confidence in, well, then maybe you don't pick it. So I can kind of see both sides of the equation, to be honest. I would personally would have gone in with Murphy. Uh, but it was clear that uh, Cummins didn't have utmost faith in him. And if you're not going to have utmost faith in him, it's going to be kind of a wasted selection. I mean, we've already got one of them at the top of the order, so I don't know if we can support two of them. <laughs> yeah, I was um, I, I was probably more okay with it than, than, than Oak might have been. Um, I just thought that there wasn't really anyone to drop apart from maybe Warner, but again, then you have the problem of who actually opens. And you bring Cameron Green back in, and it gives us a lot of depth in the bowling and batting stock. So, and again, I'm not sure I had all that much faith in, in Murphy either. So all, all it tells us really is that we've, we've really got some issues uh, in the medium term. If, you know, once, once, uh, once the ghost finishes up. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I think I'm more on, uh, on the side of, Steve here you look back to the third test and just the the absolute reluctance of Cummins to throw Murphy the ball with maybe not the game on the line because I think the line was rapidly approaching but yeah it was pretty close 
if, if they're not going to bowl him, it was kind of a waste selection at um, Headingley. I'm all right with going with an extra paceman and then I guess making up numbers elsewhere with Head and Marnus and whoever else they want to they want to throw in there. Um, yeah, I mean, of all the selection decisions they could have made, I don't think that one was one that was particularly uh, as controversial from my point of view. But I don't know what you thought of like because we talked about who would they have dropped, and they obviously weren't going to drop Warner. But would you have rushed Green back in? I think is the the other side of that coin. Yeah, it's a, like I mean, he he bowled okay, um, took a couple of wickets in England's first innings, but you know, I, was his batting? His batting was okay. Like again, what did he? What did he make in the sixteen? Like, no, he only made sixteen. No, he, so okay. Like, yeah, did they rush him back? Maybe. Um, the question then becomes, how does this lineup look for for the next test? Do they bring? Nisa in? Do they, you know, what, what does this look like now going forward? Well, I think yeah, originally we thought that that game would go five days and there'd be a lot of bowling, but there was obviously with the, all the rain, the bowlers didn't bowl as much as they probably could have, even though we got tonked in the one innings that we did play, uh, did, we did bowl to England. So you now you've got a couple of days off. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that will change perceptions. I mean, the obvious person to drop, they definitely won't, but the one that looked the most tired was Cummins, to be honest. Uh, and this kind of raises the mm. issue of, you know, if you're uh, picking a captain who's also a fast bowler, you know, fast bowlers get a little bit tired than the other players in the team. Um, so, you know, Cummins looked like he needs a refresher. They're certainly not going to arrest him because then it looks like you're dropping a captain and then I think that puts even more pressure on him. I, I think Stark will be pretty fresh. So they've actually got some decisions to be made here about what they do in that fifth test because uh, the bowling wasn't up to scratch. Um, the argument would be was it, was it tactics execution on both and probably was both to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you that, know, well, I, I, the one thing is I think we need to win this test. I know we've had a bit of a laugh and we probably will for the rest of the pod. But I mm. think for their own benefit, yeah. I think they need to win this test. I think this is actually a very important game. Yeah, I do. I do too. But it, it probably it's a, it's probably a good good opportunity, like you, you mentioned, Cummins, but. The conversation really is it's getting a lot louder now about his tactics and, and and certainly I guess that some of that goes towards Andrew McDonald as well. But like what what's going on? Like because you start seeing a lot of people going and again it's just what you see on social media I guess, but a lot of people who who might know more than me, but are starting to say, Well, can Cummins handle that load of both captaincy and, and bowling without getting any rest? Like he he doesn't get managed now, right? So like Hazelwood and, and those those types get get a test off if they're looking even a little bit tired. Cummins doesn't have that luxury now. So does dare we say it, my namesake, get another get another run at this. Wait, you're not sorry, hang on. This is throwing Shit. you're you're not who are we talking no to? No wonder he doesn't have his camera on for the interview. <laughs> c- c- congrats, lads, on being the first to ever make this joke. Well <laughs> Just because you're no, not the no first doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was actually going to say it'd be just so hilarious and the cherry on top of the spirit cake if for the fifth test we just bring back the, the, the dirtiest proponent of cheating the sport has ever seen to, to lead against the, the moral warriors. Dave Warner. Dave Warner's going to be... Oh, no. I, I, Bancroft's in the country, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. All three of them. Bancroft, Make him skipper. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, back to, to on a serious thing. Back on the bowling, I, I agree with both of you that Cummins probably would benefit from a bit of time off. But I'd actually also look. I know, and I know he took five wickets in the innings we bowled, but I, I, I don't know if Josh Hazelwood's had his best series. And I think he was coming back from a slight concern as well before because he didn't he didn't have much of a load. Mm. I can't. He didn't play the World Test Championship final, did he? No. So that was obviously management coming into the series. And I think Hazelwood, I guess, a bit like Boland, but maybe to a better degree, you kind of know what you're going to get with him. But and maybe this is just a, a factor of how England have batted and they've, they've been aggressive and you know Hazelwood hasn't got that out-and-out pace that someone like Stark and Cummins do in terms of the Australian bowlers. But I don't know, he's just looked like a really pedestrian bowler throughout this innings, uh, throughout this series. Yeah, yeah it's a funny one because he's taken the third, third most wickets in our team and I gone for over four and a half and over. I mean, Stark's gone for over four and a half as well. Um, but it's the averages like you, and you look at Cummins as well. He's our leading wicket taker, but it's at 33, 33 runs every wicket. Yeah. Um, all, all it says is again, just how much we've missed Nathan Lyon. Yeah. In the last two tests. Yeah. I didn't think Josh was the ball. I'm not saying to be honest, you know, at least he didn't bowl as outright short as some of the other bowlers did. I think it pitched up a little bit more. Um, it was good. I mean, back to Cummins, I think it was quite refreshing to hear him say after this test that they're going to have to go away and look at their tactics. I mean, no shit, Sherlock. It's it's a fourth test. Yeah. Maybe he might have cottoned on by now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, at least yeah. he said it, to be honest, because in the other tests, cool. they've been a little bit more stubborn and a little bit more, no, no, we're, we're sticking to our guns, we're sticking to our process, and, you know, we've got a, we've got a plan. Um, some days it comes off, some days it doesn't. That's what he said after the third test. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about that. I, I think you actually bowled poorly. I don't think this is a case of, you know, England just getting on top of you. So at least that self-reflection, that self-awareness is now there after the fourth test because he, he admits that they've got it wrong at the moment. Yeah, they really have, especially bowling to the tail. I oh, We yeah. could sit here all day and talk about... And I know, like, have you seen the analytics that say... But actually, bowling short to the tail is better, and I, I just wonder if maybe that's because there's just so much like you just bowl so much short shit at the tail that just the numbers are inflated. But I, I just can't reconcile in my head that short balls on these postage stamp pitches are mm. the way to go. Yeah, no, that's where I'm at it too. I mean, Anderson, 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 I was going to say, Anderson faced 17 balls and only one was on the stumps. Guess which ball they got out to? The one on the stumps. Yeah, yeah. I was sure it was on the stumps because some of those OEW decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but even, even funny was it left Johnny Besto stranded on the... Oh, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> but I think... So I had turned off in disgust at that point, so I wasn't actually watching, but I was kind of following along on just like a, a thread or something. And... um. When, when I saw that that old Wombat himself had been stranded on 99, I think that was... Because I'm assuming we were going to lose that game, so that was just like the absolute glimmering singular ray and that just shit... that The shit clouds that were pouring through. So, look, as far as moral victories and moral ashes go, that's probably one of the, the more enjoyable ones in the last 15 years. So question of imagine him raising the bat. That just that imagine his little his his little grin on his little face as he as he re- reaches a hundred just straight into Carey's face, like, yeah, fuck yeah, I got a hundred. What have you done this series? 
ran you out. <laughs> I was stumped, actually. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Um, well, we've kind of touched on that already, but changes you'd make for the Oval. I mean, we we talked about it before, but, well, after the last test, but a two-day break, so that might factor into some of their decisions around their bowlers as well, but... Do, do they? I don't think they bring Boland back. I don't think they can. If they if they take no, if agree. they take this test as seriously as we think they should, I guess the only change really is you just bring Nessa in for well for one of them. But and I mean he made it what 170 odd in that county game that he played. So he's clearly in some kind of form. Even though I'm pretty sure Mitchell Swepson made 70 in that same innings. So <laughs> do they give Stark a rest? So my issue with Reston Stark is he's the only one that's got a point of difference with his bowling. I think everyone else is just right arm over. Uh, and whilst there's certain differences to their height and the way they bowl, I do have, I think you just need Stark from a variation point of view, if I'm honest. I'd be more inclined to rest Hazelwood. Assuming they don't rest Cummins. Well, they're not going to do that. No. So Murphy comes in for... Well, actually, shit, there you go. There's, there's two... Well, that's a great question. Maybe they don't bring Murphy in. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they just bring Murphy in for one of them and then just that's it. Because I don't really think they're going to drop one of... Well, they're not going to drop Mitch Marsh because he's in great form. And they're not going to drop Green because they don't really like dropping Green. So Warner, Warner made, what, 32 and 28? They're not going to drop him. Yeah, that's, what a return. No, I reckon it'll be Murphy for Hazelwood. That's it. I don't, I don't think they will bring Nessa in. I haven't heard anything about Nessa since we talked about him in the podcast. I think they hit that 170. But it's Look, our, track record, our track record on this is... Our track record on this is not good. So we, 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 we said Mitch Marsh was no chance. And then, yeah. <laughs> Not even, not even twelve hours later. And now he's so, then we said Cambering like won't come back in. Yeah. So, so Michael Ness is going to play, and he's going to take six four and probably get a fifty and be so, captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and they'll rest Cummins. Yeah, yeah. Ness will open the batting at this rate. <laughs> I, I just have we inflated? Not we, not we, as in us three, just we as in, I think, the public in general, because I've seen a lot of people calling for Nessa. Have we jumped the gun a little bit with him? Because In what way? Well, so the from what I've seen, it's like, and this was taken from a sample of during that test match when we were getting tonked all around the park, but it's almost like, not if we had picked him, he would have won comprehensively, but I feel like because he hasn't really had a go and he's just not played and we kind of don't know what he is in an away ashes, that maybe we're kind of relying on him to be a little bit more than what he actually is. There's a there's a bit of the, I guess, the unknown. Like There's also a bit of the... like I remember in 2005 uh, when we were struggling a bit, there was talk of bringing Michael Hussey in then to replace like Simon Katz and everyone was like, well, Huss was had experience with the conditions, knew how to bat in England. He was over there. Would have been a better option. He was over there. So that's the parallel I've got, except it's for a bowler, obviously. So I kind of feel like we don't have anything to lose at this point. So why not give him a go, plug and play and see what he does? So I don't think it's a matter of 
necessarily overrating or, or overstating his potential influence, but why don't we see? There's no, there's no downside here. And, I I'm mean, actually glad. You're right, go. No, you go. You go, right. I was going to say, some of the highlights I've seen is he hoops the ball around a bit. I think I saw him took in a magnificent hat-trick. Um, so he played for Glamorgan, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, that and, was great. And then obviously he's scoring, yeah, he's scoring some runs great. as well. So, I mean, it's hard not to think that he could bring something to the team with both bat and ball. Um, and it's not a fluke that he's in this form with a bat. Like, he's got some, he's got like three shield, not three shield hundreds, I think, maybe more. Um, so he's no mug with a bat. Yep. Um, and he obviously hoops the ball around. Um, and we've, we've lacked a little bit of hoop, you know? I don't think we've moved the ball all that well through the air over there. Oh, no. You know, you know who has moved the ball the best? Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh. Somehow. Yeah. He's got good he's, He only bowled the nine overs. He's been a little bit under bowled, to be honest. Yeah, like, he's swung the ball the most out of our bowlers. I think Green's got a little bit, but I think Marsh has definitely got the most noticeable movement in the air. And yeah, he only bowled the nine overs in... Um, at uh, Old Trafford, Green got 15 odds, so like not huge workloads. But I am glad. I haven't. Sorry, I, 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 you go, Ben. Sorry. No, I was going to move to a sort of unrelated point. So if you have something to add on this. Oh no, it was just more that I just can't recall any in any of the tests here where we've had one of our main three strike bowlers really move the ball around. No. And I get that. And I get that we've had some fairly placid pitches to deal with as well. It's the first Ashes series I can think of in a long time that we haven't had someone really hooping the ball around. And to be fair, I think um, Stark, early in his spells, he's got a little bit of movement, but Hazelwood's not really a swing bowler. Cummins, no. I wouldn't say he's a swing. He can swing it, but it's not really he his... He can, but he hasn't. But it's not his, I wouldn't say it's his forte anyway. I think Stark's got a bit of movement in the air early in his spells with a new ball. For sure. But, For sure. but yeah, outside of that, when you're trying to get anything going with the older ball. I don't think any of our frontliners have really done the business. No. Well, it's hard to no, swing what the I ball was, when you bowl What I was going to bring... <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to bring up, um, <laughs> kind of building off what Steve said about why don't we just give someone a go. This, this is like my one boomer take, but I don't like devaluing the cap just by like chucking people in even if it is a dead rubber just like oh we'll see what we've got I kind of get the value of it and I'm not saying picking Nessa is that strategy per se it's just more of a general I guess opinion yeah. that I've got but I'm not, but I'm not suggesting that he isn't deserving of it no I no, no I know I'm just I'm just speaking yeah. more generally when you said just see what we've got oh like, sure no no to me that would apply yeah to me that would apply to like picking Harris again for instance right yeah no no I'm, I'm suggesting that there's a there's a longer term benefit to this, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he is older than all the bowlers. <laughs> no, but what I'm, I guess what I'm, I guess the point more is about having your bowling stocks and having, you know, test experience. In, yeah. In, it, it, it never hurts, no. right? So, and this isn't, and, and we're not throwing something at someone that that, had, that clearly doesn't deserve it. No. No, no, absolutely. It's, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, like you said, Hussey just the absolute runs on the board before even getting that sniff. Mm. So, um, and I mean, there's Nessie. You've got some other bowlers as well. That like, what happened to Lance Morris? I thought he was meant to be the next big thing, and then now he's like, <laughs> is he injured? Surely he's injured because surely they would have brought him on the tour. They brought took him to India. Forgot. 
Yeah, I think he is injured. I think he hurt his back from memory, but I might have just made that up too. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's confirmed he's hurt. <laughs> okay, sweet. We'll roll with that. Oh, if, we, if, if we get sued, I'm passing that on to you. Well, I mean, it is funny. Like, the Ashes is the pinnacle for Test cricket, and it's particularly for Australia, and I think everything's been geared towards this series. We haven't really looked too far beyond this series. To Smithy's point, now's the time to start thinking about what is the next goal. You know, we've won, we've won the Test Championship. We've won the Ashes away from home. Well, we've retained the Ashes. Hopefully, we can win the Ashes away from home. Now, it's almost... there's a, I wouldn't say there's a... A changing of the guard here, but as almost there's, there's a few things on the horizon. You know, Dave Warner's obviously definitely gone after the Sydney Test, if not before. So there's an opening spot we need to fill, um, and the bowlers aren't probably as young as you probably think it they are. You know, I think Lyons 34. Uh, so you know, there, there's a couple of things we need to be considerate of as we move into like this next phase of this Australian team and making sure that we stay at the top um, of that Test tree. Where's Joe Richardson at? Ah, my favourite. He's still injured, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's I, a guy I, who hoops I, the ball. I cannot express. Yeah, I can't. What's that? What's that? Oak? He hoops the ball. He, he can get some serious hoops, particularly yeah, yeah. a couple of tests he's played at. He's Adelaide. only twenty six. Is he only twenty six? Yep. Wow. He's only twenty six. Yep. Yeah, he played the COVID test, right? When half of them yep. were yeah. at that restaurant. Yep. 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 Had a five. Had a five for him. Yep. And I, I've made my opinion on Jai clear to both of you. I think if it, if it, <laughs> if, it, if, it, if, it yes, if it works out, and I, I'd hate doing the whole like he could be our version of this or that because we've talked about it before with like chasing an all rounder like Flintoff or Callis or mm. like that sort of thing. Yeah. But I think if you look at this series in a nutshell and what's troubled Australia the most, it's been Mark Wood and it's been that genuine pace and. He's not a tall bowler. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not Mitchell Stark or Ollie, like Stuart Broad or anything like that. He's only about six foot, if that. But no, he's got he's, that he's, really low, skiddy... I've stood next to him, mate. He's not six foot. Was that right? Because I'm not six foot. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. No, no, he's he's like... He's five. He's nine. like five ten. Yeah. He's 1.78. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's about my height. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's one seventy eight. So okay, he's five ten. He's barely five ten. Okay, well, well, Oak's All ego right. boost aside, um... <laughs> Oak, Oak can almost look him in the chest. <laughs> no, my point. My point is, my, my, if I can get this serious, I know that's a hard ask here, but Richardson could be a another point of difference, like we mentioned with Stark with his left arm, because we don't have a. I think Richardson's probably the fastest bowler that we have. Mm-hmm. that yep. has played test cricket at the moment um, not including Lance Morris so I admittedly haven't seen him play I've just heard he's fast but that lower height that real skid he can get it up into the, the high 140s he's played a couple of tests and looked really good the injuries a decent lower order hitter as well I mean if that just doesn't scream Mark Wood I don't know what does <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite yeah. the enforcer that Mark Ward is, if I'm honest. I know you're quite high on him, Quaggy, but he bowls awesome, legitimate outswing, and he does get the ball to move. Um, he does get the ball up to high 140s, but I don't think that's his normal pace. I think he normally settles in the low 140s. But he's not really one of those guys that really gets you 
on the back foot from the, from the footage I've seen. But that's not to say I don't think he should be playing test cricket. I think he's a great talent, and I think we need bowlers who can move the ball through the air because it just adds a little bit of variety. Um, I, I don't quite see him in the Mark Wood mould, to be honest. Uh, I think Mark Wood, I would call Mark Wood an enforcer. I'm sure Trevor's head would agree with it at the moment because Trevor looks pretty fucking scared every time he faces him at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 it, I mean, it's good that we've got these stocks apart from the fact they all seem injured. Uh, but you are going to need some of these players in the next kind of two years as there's, there's a slight changing of the guard to our big four. Yeah. Um, also, just I love a short, fast bowler. Like, they're just a little bit, little bit angrier, a little bit meaner. Um, Oak, you would have been a Wayne Holdsworth fan back in the day. Ah, cracker. Loves cracker Holdsworth. <laughs> Ben's going, Who? See, this is, this is the great thing about, the great thing about having, having a cricket podcast. It's just dudes love saying saying old players' names, and this is just all we have to do here. What's, what's Brad Williams up to? Oh. Yeah, I am Googling Wayne Holdsworth. Thank you. <laughs> Hold, at one stage, had the, um, had the uh, record for... Uh, First class wickets in a season, didn't he? Had like fifty three. Yeah, I was about to say fifty seven, but yeah, it was definitely in the fifties. It was quite sharp in his day too, and yeah, he went on a Nashes tour. Mm. Been, was it ninety seven? Maybe, maybe earlier. Yeah, it was either ninety three or ninety seven. Ninety three, maybe. Yeah. Still looking His, up. very brief Wikipedia doesn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it does bring up an interesting point, though, because I, w- I saw some discussion today about out of this current side, uh, who makes it to the next Tour of England, which is in three, two years? Before years, won't three, it? Three years? 20, yeah. Yeah. Because I think we've said it. You look at the lineup, and Warner's not going to be there past Sydney at the mm-hmm. absolute maximum. Maximum, yep. But even Kawaja's also Uzi 30. What thirty six, thirty seven? He's not going to be there. No, you'd think Smith, Marnus, and Head would all still be trotting around. But and Green, someone said Marsh could be on the T twenty tour by then, which I don't think is an unfair call. No, um, Carey, Carey's going to Carey's going to be in his mid thirties too. He could still be there, but you never know. And then the bowlers, Starks, Starks thirty three, Starks thirty three, Hazelwood's thirty two, and Cummins is thirty. Smith's 34. He's older than you think. Yeah. So are you, Smith. I know how old he is, but also, I mean, his, his game doesn't rely on athleticism, which I think has never been said about a batsman ever. <laughs> no, but how much how much more has he got left in the tank is the question at, at the rate we expect. Yeah. Like, are, are we... At, at what point do the diminishing returns start to come into play? Like, do... Is, is, is a test average of 40 over the final four years of his career. How does that look? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just take a long hard look at yourself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Calm down. On, on Marnus, though. I, yeah. His, obviously, the, the big thing with him is that he's always struggled away from home. But that innings... I don't think it's. Mm. I don't think it's unfair to say that's saved the Ashes. Oh yeah, no question. Everything was looking real grim, and there was not. Okay, I, I know he, he had a fifty in the first innings, but kind of threw it away as soon as he got to fifty, and there was no indication that he was up for something like this. Two hundred and seventy minutes, one hundred and seventy odd balls faced. 
there was not a lot to suggest that he had that in him for this for this moment. No, but I mean, we needed, and if you're ever going to say that we needed someone to knuckle down and score 100, it'd be him or Kwaja. Um, I mean, Smith is obviously the obvious answer as well, but I mean, he's just the way that Manus leaves the ball uh, when he's moving his feet, yeah. he's feeling confident. Yeah. He, he just makes the bowlers bowl to him, and that's what you need when you're in a shitload of trouble like we were. Um, you know, you don't need the dashing runs, you don't need someone losing their head, and he's always a cool batter. Even when he's out of form, he's not losing his wicket because he's throwing his wicket away, he's just kind of, you know, scratchy, basically, as opposed to someone that's going to flush it someone yeah. outside off or yeah. get out hooking on the bound or anything like that. He gets out because he's scratchy and he's a bit nervous and he's not, you know, moving his feet as well as he should. Um, probably need to talk about, again, I, I know we talk about Mitch Marsh a lot, but just two hugely responsible innings, this test, especially the second dig with, with Marnus. Yep. Like, two and a half hours for 31 runs. Yep. Like, that is... Unmarshal-like. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he really put everything... Like, apart from that one heave... That oh, went oh, 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 ...that went somewhere in the vicinity of, of Mine Alley um, and had every single person in Australia screaming I, at the I TV, tell you, I tell you what... What the fuck are you I doing? I tell you what, if that shot had gone to a professional cricketer still playing, he would have been out. <laughs> oh. I think... <laughs> oh. Um, but apart... That, and I think maybe, the, I don't know if that was the wake-up call that he, he needed, but he pretty much knuckled down after that. And mm. It wasn't really a well, false it wasn't. It, it was like there was two balls in a row. He hit that four, but he also, yeah. was it two falls in a row or a four and a six? I forget what it was, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was two shots where you're like, what are you doing? Like, we don't need runs. We're, we're a thousand <laughs> runs behind. What are you doing? Just calm down. And then, yeah, he also, wins because but... I was watching it on... There you go. Uh, I was watching it on nine now, and it was kind of delayed. So I'm watching it with yeah. some other people, and then you just see like the stream of "oh fuck, fuck, like shit, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "oh great, we're about to get out now." <laughs> and then you just see this really extravagant flick that just goes a million miles in the air, and I'm like, "what the hell are you doing?" <laughs> yes, yes, Ryan. I was going to say that false shot aside, I, I don't mind it when even when we don't need runs that you have a batsman still playing his shots because it just keeps the pressure on the field sure. and make sure that they sure. can't just you know put four slips in and kind of crowd the bat. So I actually like yeah. that he still stays aggressive and plays his shots because it means that, that the, he can dictate where the field goes just a little bit. And that's sometimes what happens when you're trying to hold on to a test or not score runs is you just completely see dominance and control of the game to the field inside. And you see it so often people have three, four slips, two gullies no cover um, you know no mid on um, no fine leg s- silly stuff like that because they're dictating yeah. terms so I kind of still like it that he played his shots apart from that massive waft heave instead <laughs> like it's that's the balance though right like and, and that's I guess that that line between success and failure is that you're going to get castigated if you go out playing a shot playing your shots it's the old Mark War rule right like Steve Steve Waugh used to get really upset with his teammates because they'd yell off, fuck's sake, you know, Mark, why, why did you get out playing that shot? And Steve would yell at them, mate, you don't fucking mind when the ball's racing to the boundary when he plays that shot, do you? Mm-hmm. So you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, but there's something about it, right? When you play a fairly bad shot and get caught at cover, trying to, you know, lift one over covers, there's all the yeah. all the drama in the world. Is, oh, it's a terrible shot. When you sneak one behind defending, you don't seem to cop as much heat, but it's the same result. You're out. Um, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, that that's right. And you've been tentative, right? Yeah. 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 
it's all the perception of the bowler owning the wicket though right yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah like and I, I remember just vividly I think it was in the third test Mitch Mar- uh, Mitch Stark threw a ball out like really wide of off stump and because of the angle it looks a lot closer to and the batsman just had a thrash at it and the commentator said oh that's the old Mitch Johnson tactic and it's like well yes because he just throw balls that no sane batsman would ever play and not earn any wickets but he'd just get a shit ton of wickets from batsmen reaching well the other thing is it's the relaxation of your a mental hold though series. It's, it's the relaxation when you yeah. see that wide yeah. one your eyes light up and that's, that's the exact terminology they use because you just do relax mentally for a bit and suddenly you lose your technique because you're chasing yeah. one because you're getting a looser maybe you've been tied up for a little bit for an over or two so it's, that's why that little one outside off the loosener actually works so often is because the batsman relaxes and doesn't play you know, the stroke that they're meant to. Sorry, Steve. And also they start thinking, they also start thinking, well, I've been, I've been dried up here yeah. and if I don't hit this one for a boundary, I'm not going to see another one. Next one, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, two or three great innings in a row, really. Or, or three out of four innings from Marsh. Three right? out of four, Just, yeah, yeah. You know, from from people thinking it was just on the on tour to to give good vibes and you know just hang, <laughs> DJ play cards with the fellas to to, to DJ yeah, to DJ Mitch Marsh to hit go up. He's got two, over two hundred runs now, right? In his four innings, so or yeah, yeah, close. So I, I I never thought I'd say this, but I feel calm when he's at the crease. <laughs> yeah, he's our um. Well, he's certainly leading the averages um, by. A fair, fair margin. Yeah, and I mean Cam Green, a well-made three as well, not out. The scare right, <laughs> the scare right before T as well. Ready, <laughs> um, but just like you're right, Marsh has got 228 runs in in two tests. Oh, is that? Oh, that's more than I thought. Yeah. So it's only 20 runs less than my namesake. Just quietly. <laughs> Um, we probably should have gone back to talk about the first innings batting because some uh, I forget which one of you said it, but how Marnus kind of threw his wicket away in the first innings. But mm. what? Because well, everyone got to start, right? Well, everyone got to start, and then waking up to that run of forties and fifties, maybe some of the most infuriating viewing I've ever seen because it was just I think, and what made it worse was when England went out to bat. It, it was clearly just a great batting pitch, yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. there's like you've left 150 runs out there just. Oh, at least just from from what? At least one hundred and fifty, if not two hundred, probably two fifty. Really, like there are five players there that all got starts. Six. And no one... Or do we count Stark? <laughs> uh, sure, but like, but if you look at so Warner, Manus, me, Travis Head, Mitchell Marsh, like they've all gotten somewhere between thirty and fifty-one. And none of them have gone on with it. Yeah, it was pretty evident. Somebody that, has to make a ton. Yeah, it was pretty evident that it was a good that deck to bat on. I thought we were a hundred short, and didn't realise till England yeah. batted that we were well more, way more than a hundred short. But at least if we got to four hundred, yeah. you we'll, just put we'll in two hundred short. Yeah, you put yeah. in a little bit of pressure on England if you got four hundred, knowing that they have to win, which may have forced them to play a little bit differently because they actually mm. batted quite well. Um, well. Obviously, they batted well with the amount of runs they scored, but. Um, yeah, we just put no pressure on them. I think they were licking their lips after that first innings when we only got just over three hundred or whatever it was, two ninety, I think it was. Um, so yeah, three seventeen, three seventeen. Um, 
with Cummins coming out and getting a duck. <laughs> no, not a duck. First ball. No, he got a one. He got one. No, he first. Yeah, but he was he got, out first he ball. He got one. First ball of the day. I mean. Oh yeah, in, in, uh, on the on the second yes. morning, on the morning, on day two. Yeah, our, our first. Well, I mean, it, I, I think I said it when England England had faced like ten more overs than us and scored two hundred and fifty more runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, our run rate was three and a half, and theirs was five when they're going at twenty five <laughs> runs and over. I guess if you want to analyze it that way, it's pre- it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I, I think. The obituaries have been written, and everyone was kind of looking towards that first innings, not collapse, that first innings brain fade of no one really got... Like, that's the reason we were going to lose that test in the same way that the way we bowled at the English tail in the fir- in the third test was the reason we probably didn't win that test when we were in a really good position as well. Hmm. But uh, n- none of that is anywhere near as fun as, I guess, the last day and a half of cricket. Maybe some of the most intense and enthralling viewing I've ever seen as a nation was glued to their barometers. <laughs> and and Piers Morgan, just watching him, <coughs> watching him turn a, an ever darker shade of, you know, puce. <laughs> just, he's absolutely lost his mind. Well, 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 where, do, well where do Piers Morgan's tears rank on your uh, liquid power rankings? Oh, they are right at number one right now. Yeah, I got, I got, right. I got Piers Morgan's the, tears. The actual... Piers Morgan's tears are number one. Manchester Rain is number two. Stone and Wood Rain, Pacific Ale is number yep. three. And uh, whatever the Aussies <laughs> are swimming in at the moment for in the, uh, the the swimming. That's that's my top four. Top five. What, a, a pool in Karachi? That's Alex yeah, Carey only. It's, it's working. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, I, I really loved the, um, it was on it, on day five. I think it was Barat, the cricking foe, right? I was like, photos of like the covers coming off like we're definitely getting some play in today boys and they're like half an hour later yeah yeah. Uh, (laughs) actually (laughs) or like the balmy army like the thread of like them tweeting oh it's we're we're getting some play in and then like 20 minutes later oh bollocks it's raining again the rain's out yeah their um their amount of coke this morning like what their time this morning so about three or four hours ago there's like okay if you're waking up today here are the positives you know and like it's just pure copium it's pretty, going into this test, going into this test, Steve said to me, he goes, I would be happy for rain for all five days. And I said, no, I want to beat them. I want to beat them. I'm here to say, Steve, I was wrong. This was the best result. <laughs> it was so, so you, pleasing to watch them absolutely lose their shit over the rain. That that was actually way more enjoyable than winning 5-0. Yep. I've got to be honest. It no, was just to watch them absolutely have a meltdown was the, this is the best result. I'm actually happy. I'm ecstatic. This is how it turned out. The, oh, yeah. And, and the best part is, have you looked at the weather forecast for Manchester it's today? It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Sunny even. Get out, get out, get out the zinc. If I was in Manchester right now, I'd be walking around that city with a singlet, zinc on my nose, sunglasses, shorts, shorts yep. yeah. Songs. Yep. Yep. The Aussie flag called yep. shorts, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah no. Everything's everything's a, a Cronulla cape. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that expression. That's awesome. <laughs> um, 
No, I found the uh, the Barmy Army thing. So, good morning to no doubt, slightly de- slightly dejected England fans. A reminder. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, the women already drew against the best team ever. So <laughs> again, so, so you so, so you lost. Sick one. Yeah, we had the Aussies begging for a rain draw. Yep. 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 We have reinvented Test cricket, and viewing figures are through the roof. Sure. But, sure. No. Believe what you want. No. Yep. That's fine. We can still win at the Oval, and then the flex emoji. Hey, 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 Barmy Army. Who, um, who, who's got the ashes? Just, just, just quickly. There is an awesome cultural thing going on after this or a whole series. Obviously, it's been awesome to kind of watch. You know, I think from Australia's view of England, we view them rather stereotypically as being elitist and snobby and arrogant and yep. looking down their nose at us and kind of always whinging because it's a threat to their imperialism and their standing. They kind of look at us as stereotypically and see us like as uncouth, uncivilised. You convicts. Dead convicts do anything to win. You haven't changed in 250 yep. years. And then everything just becomes confirmation bias. Like Sandpaper Gate, obviously, for them is just nirvana. It's like just proof that of what we are. And then the, the, the bear stow stumping and then the start catch. Everything's just, oh, these, and Marnus not walking when he snicked one, which wasn't that egregious, by the way. No. But anyway, but that, all that's just bad. confirmation bias for what they think of us. But then everything that's happened in the last 24 hours has been chef's kiss, confirmation bias <laughs> yeah. of what we think of them. Whinging. Oh, yeah. Just complete lack of self-awareness. Hypocrites, bitching, yeah, yeah. moaning, That's just a big one. everything has just been absolutely perfect. And it's hilarious watching how these two teams in these two countries handle losing. They lose their shit and whinge and find any excuse not to blame themselves. And when we lose, we do a different kind of whinging. We turn on it, on everyone, like Sat Cummins, oh, get, yeah, rid of, yeah. get rid of McDonald. Warner's always been shit. It's kind of funny that they they whinge. And we just eat our own. We're, we're yeah. like ruthless, and, well, that, and that's, going, that's exactly what the two countries do. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, it's been a while since I've been this um, antagonistic towards the English. Like, I have not. I guess maybe, maybe, maybe because they've been, I guess, not as good, or maybe they've been nice. I don't know what it is, but it's the. It's the smirking, oh, we've revolutionised Test Cricket when no, you fucking haven't, and have you been watching us play for the last 25 years? I, I just, I have new levels of contempt for them. <laughs> I didn't know I had them. The, the, the funniest thing to me is when the Bairstow stumping happened and they, they were going, oh, imagine if we had done that and Kerry was, yeah, we would have wanted you him did. dropped. We would have wanted to fuck off. If you're that stupid that you just go walk about and you get stuff like that. Yeah, Australia, a famously forgiving nation. There's absolutely no tall poppy syndrome here. But, but, but also, like, the other side of that was, imagine if we had done that, like, in terms of, like, Besto had literally done that himself in both county and test games. Like, what is the, and he's still moaning about, oh, you I wouldn't know. have, I don't think it's good for kids to be seeing that. Like, what are you talking about, you absolute crayon? But that's, a, that's the hilarious thing. Like, it's not good for kids to be seen that. Do you know what else is not good for kids to be seen? You whinging about it two tests later. And also, it's not good for kids to be seen you walking out of your crease. It's just the lack of self-awareness is just absolutely hilarious. And Smithy, to your point around why you've been so antagonistic this time, normally when we're up 2-0, you feel sorry for him because it's Hamid batting and it's bloody... Yeah, yeah. And it's... Yeah. 
Rory, yeah. whatever his name is, the guy that couldn't Rory Burns. Save him. Yeah, Rory Burns couldn't. But so he actually felt a Rory tinge Burns. of self regret. We went up 2 0 and they were claiming they were up 2 0. So of course you're going to be antagonistic. Yeah, the, They're yeah, like, that, well, momentum's yeah, with that, us. It's that like, got what? my ankles up. Yeah. 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 What, uh, are we watching the same series? Yeah. It's funny. Like, there's been such rationalisation. From from all comers, it's not just the English cricketers, but it's the commentary as well, and the refusal to accept oh, that the journalists. That yeah, the the absolute cope from the journalists. It's I, I often wonder, like I, I wonder what really the journalists were like at, at in the body line series, for example, if, <laughs> if if the English were then you know win at all costs and that that's okay. Oh, they were nothing. But this isn't it. No, they were they, they were covering their eyes with their trilbies. That's right. True. <laughs> True. No, but on on I mean, yeah, we, we spoke about it before off air, but the the, the question that Marnus got asked, like, oh, is there any chance, you know, Australia get sixteen like on the last day if there's play, if Australia gets sixty in front of you, you're gonna declare and go for the win? And Marnus is like, What the fuck are you talking about? No. <laughs> like, no, we're, we're batting out the day, mate. <laughs> no chance. It was absolutely it was absolutely like the the breaking bad scene and Hank. <laughs> And um, and Walt goes, you know, Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but even one of the comments was like, one of the comments was like, oh, Marnus has gone full South Africa. Imagine what the Australians would say about that. Like, yeah, yeah, top, good answer. Yes, yes. No, there there is a reason why you know at their peak, the Australian and South African teams were so alike in, in nature because the competitive nature in them just absolutely comes out. <laughs> Ah, oh, that was just they had a really that there was a, a chance to exhibit some sportsmanship and declare before the day's play, or before. What, 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 what was it? I've missed this. Like declare to have an extra day, or yeah, or just somebody suggested that yeah, we we just declare while behind and give them the win. Yeah, because and and, and the follow-on to that was because a two-all is um, a worthy. Um, result for where the series is and it sets up an awesome um, fifth test and isn't that what we all want you know lots of anticipation both, both of those things test. both of those things right. are true but at the same time fuck them yeah of course fuck yeah. them there is 0% chance yeah. it would but happen if the shoot was on the other imagine if we'd floor. asked for this exactly yeah imagine if we'd asked for this oh, pl- holy shit please England can you imagine Piers Morgan if they were in the if they were in these shoes, and we had said, "Oh no, give us an extra day." No, no, forget that. Imagine if it was Steve Smith as captain asking for an extra day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, let's let's play phenomenal. till ten. Let's play till ten o'clock. Let's play an extra day. Let's get roofs with stadium stadiums with roofs. Hey, uh, let's let's I've, push the fifth also, test back. Like I've heard everything. Something else. Something else I thought of with, that may have haunted, may haunt them now, but we only play five tests now in England for the Ashes. Like we have for a little while, I understand. But it used to be a six-test six. series in England. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh. I particularly I mean, like the oh well. suggestion that they should bring in a Duckworth-Lewis system for the test match. How the fuck would that work? Please, no. please someone no. tell me how the fuck that would work. Well, you'd have to get Stein involved as well. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... All of it is just such pure coke. I'm just, and it's I'm awesome. just scrolling. I'm scrolling through the Barmy Army's feed now. There's a they've, they've got a photo of the the weather radar, and they've captioned it a gap of hope, and they've circled this gap in the rain. <laughs> there's, there's minimal clouds. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The, the circle is from Wales, 
to Dublin. <laughs> it is the English what? Channel or the whatever, no, not, what, the Irish Sea, whatever it's called. That I was going to say the North Sea, the Irish Sea. Yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm not English. Yeah, that bit, like that's the gap in there. Just the still, it's like all those still photos of like fuck ups in spoiler. Oh, he should have just passed it here. Like what? Do the, do yeah, the yeah. defenders not move? Is that how? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Is that how this works? The rain is just frozen there. <laughs> Meanwhile, the bits over like north of England, just covered in blue. Delightful. Mm-hmm. Inject it all into my veins. I did enjoy that the English were like persistently warming up in the rain. Like, no, nah, it's fine. Oh, yeah. It's fine, boys. It's fine. Oh, that's yeah. pretty funny. I mean, that to, to the game you mentioned that, in 2013, you know, Smith, you remember when all the Australians came out with sunglasses on? With sunnies on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I did see footage of Mitch Marsh going over to say later Brendan McCallum and slipping on purpose on the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think there are still plenty of humorous moments out there. Do you reckon they had beers after? Not yet. See, this is a, Yeah, I, I do. I, no, this not is an interesting bit. I. I I, not maybe not yet, but I don't think there's the, the antagonism that we're all getting from it. I I, I suspect they'll be fine, but when this series is finished, yeah, I've just I've just seen the uh, the Mitch Marsh photo, the slip. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 don't, I, don't th- I don't think there will be massive antagonism once that fifth test is finished, to be honest. So I think they'll go into no. each other's changing. Like Stuart, Stuart Broad, by his own admission, is, is a massive troll. Yeah. And he, even he said, you know, he didn't really think his antics in the uh, in the second test were, like he, he said, basically he figured the Australians would probably just have ignored him after like five minutes of him chirping. Got bored of like he, he, yeah, he knows. And I, I don't think they... They think anything less of him. They're, they're used to him doing that. Yeah, it's fine. It's it, it's fine. This has been played in pretty good spirit, I think, for the most you, part on field. Do you um do you remember after the Ashes Test uh, Ashes series here a couple of years ago and the uh, a bunch of them the fellas were on a rooftop in Hobart after the last test until like the early hours and they like it was like Joe Root, I think Travis Head, Nathan Lyon. I think a bunch of guys yeah. that had played together in Adelaide because I think Root had that season at club, and they've just That's right. <laughs> they've got the cops called on them at like five a.m. in Hobart of all places. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I remember that. Like, in, and from the, the from where they were, from what I can tell, middle of the city, no one lives there. It's all businesses, no. or what you can call a business in Hobart. So, <laughs> like, what noise pollution? Was if you're quag- if you're Ben's employer, don't listen to this. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't work in the city. It's fine. <laughs> Our office is in the suburbs. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's just ah, oh, it's just great. Like re- winning is great, but winning when you don't have to do anything is even better. <laughs> winning the, the, the two the two sweetest words in the English language are default, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so this is decidedly sweet. You are technically correct. The best kind of correct. The best kind. That's right. <laughs> Uh, oh, this, is, this has been immense fun. I, I, I don't think there's anything else to say, really. No, no. Have we missed any actual cricket chat? I mean, Zach Crawley no, got 190. That's embarrassing. Well, the other thing I was going to ask you boys he, he is, really well. is, is, should Stokes have declared 
Uh, and I know hindsight's wonderful, but it's not hindsight that days four and five are always going to be affected by rain. They were talking about that at the toss. They were talking about that before the test. So it's not necessarily you can say, oh, well, the, the rain caught us off by guard. So should Stokes have, reti- have declared earlier? Well, well, wasn't... well here's, here's the thing, though, right? Like, does he second-guess himself because he declared too early uh, on the first day of mm. the first test? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like that that's a real hindsight hubris moment. Um, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say, well, I was going to say also with regarding the rain and it wasn't off guard, do you wonder if maybe Australia picked that longer batting lineup with that in mind? Mm. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Because they would have seen the forecast like, oh, I mean, and not, not to say that a, a raining forecast in England is anything to be shocked at, but, you know. Yeah. Like the reports from yeah days out were that it was going to be pretty miserable on the weekend. So well, we'll just pick an extra all rounder instead of a, a tail ender, and we'll just. Shanley got rolled for three seventeen. We don't care. Well, I mean, it didn't, yeah, it didn't work, but yeah. the theory was there. <laughs> we just we haven't had we haven't really had a test where we've had everyone fire yet, have we? No. Like I feel like everyone's been up and down this series. Yeah, I agree. Except Mitch Marsh. Two tests, yeah, out of four. That's a good enough sample size. That's multiple games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we go, Oak, anything to promote? You haven't written anything for this test, have you? Mate, I bashed out two and four days. I'm not doing anything for another three months now. Are we still talking about, <laughs> we still talking about writing or? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> That's Cogline. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It really is. Steve, we like to joke. Steve, nothing I assume. No, nothing yet. Um, different sport, but I'll, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to the Boomers warm up games coming up. So yes, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be across all those, um, and we might do a podcast about that crossover episodes Lads. with the same people. Yeah, we should do that. We should do that. <laughs> when are the warm up games? They're in August. Uh, Mid August. Yeah. Uh, I also can we, name our world, can we name our World Cup squad. Yeah, I've also got nothing to promote. I haven't written anything. I'm, I'm retired. <laughs> retired on a high or a medium, a medium. <laughs> but uh, other than that, thank you very much for listening. Beyondthefence.com.au, Beyond the Fence, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Rate it, leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, boys. <laughs>